welcome to episode number 70 of Basha's Thoughts. Today I thought I would continue a little bit on what we talked about in episode 69. There we talked about the win-win situation and how just focusing on wanting to create win-win situations perhaps is not enough. Because there is something missing. Something could actually be much more satisfying, beautiful, and deeply meaningful if we have the key. So, in today's world, there is a lot of information, a lot of knowledge exists, but it is often fragmented. And we live in a world where we often do not have a strong sense of what it is we really want to do, what is my purpose. Our jobs are often not really that meaningful to us, and we may feel lost. And when living in such a manner, it becomes easy to fall prey to things like addictions. Because if you are not fully, deeply, profoundly satisfied, if you do not see the beauty of the world and the meaning of it all, well, then you crave something. Something is missing. And then, if you start looking outside and you see, well, there is this religion, they say that God is meaningful. But then, if you go to the church or whatever place it is, where you worship and, and you find that the only thing you have around you are just empty rituals and different ceremonies that you're doing. And it doesn't really fill anything inside of you. Then most of us will look for something else. And that something else is now quite easily filled with all sorts of momentary pleasures because it just feels so much better than everything else in the moment. And everything else is mostly around that despair and depression and loneliness and all kinds of things. So we find comfort in food that has a lot of sugar and salt and fat, or we find comfort in social media where we are entertained by professionals often, sometimes by our friends, but most of the time by some professionals. And uh, our attention span becomes shorter and shorter, and then it becomes more and more difficult to concentrate on anything else. And at least these short videos make us laugh for a bit and make us feel a little bit better. And so slowly, we become more and more addicted to all kinds of things that are not truly deeply satisfying. And our interactions with others also become more polarized in our current world, and so that's not deeply satisfying either. What is one to do? Well, if one looks for some rules, objective, organizing principles, such as, for instance, win-win situations, that can feel inspirational for a bit, but unless we have the key and know how to fill that with meaningful 
interactions, not just empty exchanges where both benefit, then it does not really have the potential of uh, removing us from, from the grasp of addiction. And in the previous episode, episode number 69, we talked about how moving away from identity, moving away from the roles that we are playing and spending more and more time as our inner essence is extremely powerful and actually has the key of opening the door into another reality where everything starts to fall into place, where we naturally become more kind, where we naturally see beauty, experience meaning, and love. So these kinds of ideas, they are nothing new. They have existed for thousands and thousands of years. So I thought maybe I would actually share a perspective with you from 2,500 years ago something that Lao Tzu wrote. This is from uh, Tao Te Ching, chapter 38. And uh, Tao Te Ching is a book that has been translated many times into many languages and also many times into the same language. So this is just one of the translations that I have of it. I, let me have a look. It's by Hua Qing Ni. And this translation is particularly interesting because this is not a translation that is based on the study of words and what we believe that a particular word meant, say, 2,500 years ago. Instead, it is based around the understanding of the concepts and ideas presented in the book itself. And so this is why I like this particular translation. So what am I talking about? Let me read you a little bit of chapter 38. So a little bit into chapter 38, we have the following. One of whole virtue does not need to do anything in order to be virtuous, because virtue is the very essence of one's true nature. But one of partial virtue believes that something must be done in order to prove that he is virtuous. Thus, partial virtue becomes prevalent when people fail to follow their own true nature. Benevolence becomes prevalent when people fail to be naturally kind. Etiquette becomes prevalent when people fail to be righteous and considerate. And it goes on. But this is the part that I thought about because it expresses exactly the same sentiment. And it expresses it so much better than I could. So it is when we are in contact with our true nature that everything starts to fall into place. And chapter 38 is actually really interesting because it then goes on and explains what happens if you're not connected to your inner nature. And if you listen to it, you might actually recognize it from history 
and from where we find ourselves today. Okay, so let me give the rest of it here for you. So we talked about etiquette, right? So the last part was that etiquette becomes prevalent when people fail to be righteous and considerate. When people find no response with etiquette, they will roll up their sleeves and force others to respond to them. Ever seen that happen? This is where we're moving into not just mutually beneficent win-win situations, but not very deep. Now we're moving into win-lose situations. Okay, and then we continue. When people stray from the subtle wave of universal nature, they can no longer perceive their own true nature. Thus, they emphasize relative virtue. When natural virtue is lost, society depends on the doctrine of humanism. When humanism becomes corrupted, social and religious teachings appear and become powerful forces. You might recognize that from history. And then, when social and religious teachings become corrupted, what is left behind is the empty shell of superficial ceremonies and artificial etiquette. When etiquette is emphasized, it is because people lack the simple qualities of fairness and kindness. This is the starting point of people of confusion. This is also the starting point of uh, this particular episode where we mentioned where we tend to find ourselves right now. That sometimes when we go to church and we try to find God, all we are able to find are rituals and empty ceremonies that do not really bring our, our soul any anything. However, this particular chapter does not finish there. In the very end, it actually provides a suggestion. And this is the key or suggestion that it gives us. It says, therefore, one who integrates his own individual being with the deep nature of the universe sets his heart upon the root of reality rather than the husk, and upon the nourishment of the fruit rather than the fleeting beauty of the flowers. Truly, he cherishes what is deep within rather than what is shallow without. Knowing this, he knows what to accept and what to reject. And this is the end of chapter 38 of Tao Te Ching. So it tells us that if we do find the key, if we are able to integrate our own individual being with this deep nature of the universe, with the Tao, well, if we are able to do that, then we will find our inner compass. And this is what will be our guide 
it will help us choose what to accept and what to reject, how to act in this world. And then our world will be full of synchronicities. It will be beautiful and flowing. It will be filled with that natural beauty, natural love, natural awe. It will be deeply meaningful and satisfying. Things will tend to fall into place. Synchronicities, right? But it is difficult today when uh, we have such engaging distractions like social media that help to polarize us as well and make our attention span shorter and shorter. The polarization makes it difficult to interact with others and usually interactions with others have been meaningful and sometimes deeply satisfying and now it's more difficult to interact with others because the others are just so polarized, so silly we think. And how do we then fill that hole inside of us? Well, more social media, more good food. But it's never really truly satisfying. And it's not even a fraction as beautiful as what we can be experiencing if we find the key that unlocks the door to this other way of being. And that other way of being can be found by looking for who we are, looking for our inner essence, organizing our days so that each day we have time to actually spend moving in that direction. And the more time we spend in the quiet of who we truly are beyond our thoughts, emotions, perceptions, the more things will naturally start to fall into place. And this is something that we find in most mystical traditions, this knowledge, this key, and it's just being presented from so many different perspectives. But it is the same, in essence, because it is our essence and the essence of it all. This is it for today. And I might talk to you in another podcast episode. Take care. Thank you.